Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Just Get Fit with Nikki. I'm your host, Nikki, a certified nutrition coach and personal trainer, and today's podcast is going to be a bit different. So I have been running my own online business for over six years now, and so I get so many questions about, you know, running your own business, being an entrepreneur, doing all of this, and so while I do a bit of business coaching on the side, I predominantly do you know, online nutrition coaching and, you know, personal training stuff. So I wanted to dive into some of the things that I've learned over the years and some things that I wish I had known before. I've also got a list of questions that you guys sent that I will uh, address in this podcast. So some of the things that we're going to talk about is, you know, transitioning from quitting your job. I used to be an elementary school teacher to running your own business, uh, lessons along the way, you know, how do you determine capacity for one-on-one clients? How do you deal with temporary dips in your business? You know, how do you acquire clients? All of these kinds of things. And so here we go. So back in, I want to say 2016, I started my Instagram and it was literally just a private Instagram. I didn't tell anyone about, I used a separate email. I did all that stuff because it was literally just for me to, you know, have accountability to share my journey and to do so without anyone I know following me. (laughs) And yet that platform grew over the years into what it is today. And if you've followed me for a long time, you may have remembered me as, you know, more in the meal prep queen era where I would, you know, meal prep every weekend for my husband and I while I was working full time, you know, being an elementary school teacher, going to school, getting a master's and juggling on this all. And I think that, you know, people's transition is going to always look a little bit different depending on where you're at. And so, Yes, I was an elementary school teacher for a very long time. I loved it. I was super passionate about it. I loved the kids, the community, the teachers, you know, all that stuff. But I didn't feel very supported or as supported as, as I needed. And so I would, like in my last year teaching there, before I asked for a leave of absence, I was coming home and, and crying like almost every day because I was just so frustrated about not being able to meet the needs of my students. And so I did ask for a leave of absence. And the reason I did that is, you know, I wanted to explore what my options were. I wanted to be able to support my husband in, you know, some work that he had to do abroad. And it also gave me a bit of a safety net in terms of I had something to come back to. If that year off did not amount to anything, I could go back to teaching, I would have a secure job, I would have benefits. And for me, that was a really big deal. You know, leaving your job is scary. And I had a feeling that I'd be successful because even while I was teaching and getting my master's, I started doing a lot of um, meal planning for people online. I would get requests all the time from people on Instagram simply because I was the meal prep queen and, you know, I did a great job with that. And you know, I'm someone who went from selling $7 meal plans to making multiple six figures a year. And it has been quite the journey to to do this. And so what I wanted to do in this podcast is kind of provide a little bit of insight into some of these things, because I know when you are starting or considering starting, it can feel really daunting. And personally, I'm a big believer in you know, feeling qualified to do things. And so for me in that year off, I 
spent time getting my certifications. I, you know, got my personal training certification. I got my nutrition cert, my nutrition certification. And I think it's really important to be able to invest in yourself. And I think that gives you a level of confidence where you go, look, I do know what I'm doing. Sure, there's going to be an element of actual trial and error and working with people that is very natural, you know, even with university and go to school, you can do all that, your master's, but you still need to learn the practicality of it and what that looks like in reality. And this is the same with anything, including creating your own um, business. And so for me, that was a really big part of it in helping that I could step forward and step into something knowing that, yeah, like in theory, I do know what I'm talking about. So I do feel more comfortable uh, moving forward with these kinds of things. Now, I think what people sometimes forget is that, yes, it's wonderful to run your own business if that's, you know, your jam, but it's not just automatic in terms of actually building your business. And I mean that in a steady sense, because yeah, I left my teaching job and I made no money. And eventually I got a contract with a company and it was for $50, $50 a month. That's how much I make, which is not even enough for groceries, right? Let alone my mortgage, let alone living expenses or anything like that. And so sometimes people forget that, you know, you, if you are leaving a job, you are really looking to replace and potentially surpass the income that you are making currently. And so some things that I wish I actually, or I guess my situation is a little bit different because, um, you know, I do have a partner who, has his own career, has his own business as well. And so, you know, I was able to have a support, but also savings to dip into in order to take this year off. And that's something that I know not everyone has that opportunity to do. And so taking that into consideration, I think is helpful because sometimes it's worth building your business as you continue working on your own. But I really share that whole, I made $50 a month because that's not a livable wage right? And people sometimes forget that. And they're like, I'm just, I'm going to manifest this. I'm going to believe in myself. It's going to happen. And it's great. If it happens, I'm here for that. Like I will celebrate you. But I also think that, you know, it's really important to be realistic about what building your own business looks like and knowing that it's not always going to be easy or smooth. And it realistically will take you some time to build up a consistent revenue source. And so some things that I think can be really helpful are, you know, depending on what you're selling or depending on what your business is, you know, how are you going to acquire clients or customers? People just go, Oh, I've got this great product. And I'm like, okay, but who are you selling it to? Right. And I think people sometimes forget. It's like, well, where, where is that traffic coming from? Where are those individuals going to be coming from to you. So for me, that's social media, that's my podcast, that's, you know, YouTube videos that I've got up there and really trying to provide as much value and free content as possible in order for people to actually find you, right? Maybe that's Etsy for you. Maybe that's Pinterest. It's going to depend on, you know, what you're actually doing, but I think you have to remember that in order for you to sell something, a product or a service, people need to actually be able to find you. And you also have to remember that even if you have a platform, not everyone is going to just immediately buy from you, right? And I think that there's high chances you're going to work a lot of hours before you see it pay off, which is why I think it's important to either have savings that you can dip into or to build your business while actually keeping your other job. Because 
I think there's value in thinking about, well, how much do I make now doing what I normally do and thinking about, well, how much do I want to make? Is this a side hustle or is this something that I really want to replace my job and my career? Because those are very different outcomes. You know, if it's a side hustle, a couple hundred extra bucks, either a week or a month can really make a big difference. However, if this is something where you're like, no, no, this is going to be my, my everything. Well, then you also need to be thinking about like, I'm going to work with very round numbers here, but say you're, you make $50,000 and you want to replace that income. Well, what does that look like on a monthly basis? How much do you need to earn? And I'm always like work in reverse. Okay. So if you actually want to make $50,000 on your own, remember working with round numbers, that's approximately $4,100 a month. So if you're at zero now, how are you going to make $4,100 a month? And maybe you're going to break that up into a daily goal. That works out to about $136 every single day. Okay, so how are you gonna make $136 every single day? And that's kind of where it's like this moment of pause. It's great to want to go out on your own, but when you kind of think about these things, it's like, okay, I actually need to acquire clients. I need to tell people what I'm doing in order for them to buy from me. They need to know what I'm selling. And I think oftentimes people go, oh, well, no one's buying from me. And it's like, well, do they know what you're offering? Like, it's different if you have an Instagram page where you're selling earrings, for example, and all your pictures are earrings. Great. Then that should be relatively clear. You still need to post. You still need to have testimonials. You still need to have, you know, client reviews or things like that, where they go, wow, like, that is greater. Wow. How, how does it look on this person? But I think sometimes people post all these kinds of things on social media and, you know, maybe it's lots of pictures of them working out or videos of them working out or, or workouts for someone to try, but never are they saying, Hey, you can work with me or, Hey, I sell workout programs. And I think that's a really important part of this is you actually need to talk about what you're doing and what you're selling and not be shy about it. You have to look at it. And I'm someone who <laughs> I don't necessarily love sales. It's not my natural habitat. I don't feel super comfortable doing this, but when you look at it in terms of, Hey, you have a service or a product to sell. That's going to make someone's life better. You're going to help them. You're going to make them feel more confident. You're going to make them feel more uh, beautiful or strong or whatever it is. Then you can think about it as that, well, I'm offering something. So it's not just sales. There is definitely a time and a place and you have to bring value. But I think the key thing is you have to talk about what you're doing and what you're offering. And next, Thinking about, you know, we talked about, well, you need to make $130 a day every single day of the year in order to bring in $50,000. Does that feel doable? And how many hours a day are you going to need to work in order for that to happen? And I say this as someone who was putting in 70, maybe even 80 hours a week at some points in the beginning of my business and not having a lot of <laughs> revenue come in. The amount of hours I was working was not at all tied to how much I was making. And I think sometimes people forget, you know, when you're on salary or when you have an hourly rate, you go, great. I work an hour, I make 20 bucks. I work eight hours, I make 160 bucks. That's not necessarily how this works when you run your own business. There's no guarantee in how much effort you put in is how much you're going to make. And so this leads to other things that I think are really important when it comes to your own business you're going to have a lot of ideas, a lot of ideas that you're going to go like, Oh my gosh, this is genius. Like people are going to love this. And the hard reality is that just because you think it's a great idea doesn't mean 
other people will think is a great idea, or it doesn't mean that people are going to buy. And I think that the sooner you know that, the easier this will be for you not to feel like, oh, well, I failed. Because I guarantee you, every single person who runs their own business, you know, online in any way, shape or form, there are going to be things that you launch, whether it's a product or whether it's a service that bomb that no one's interested in. And it's just like crickets. And you're like, I put so much work and effort and energy and hours into this and nothing, nada, not a single sale. And it can be crushing, right? And I think these are really hard experiences to go through, but they're also a very normal part of running your own business. Um, I'm not sure what cereal company it was, but um, basically what they would do is they would like market cereal online or on not, not online. They would market cereal on TV commercials. And when people started to actually go and look for those things, they'd be like, oh, there is demand for this. So we'll put it into production. And if there was no demand for it, then it would never come to fruition, right? Same with people who sell things online. Sometimes they do things where it's like, okay, let me put this product to the store. Let's see if I get any sales or hits. And if I do, well then yeah, we'll actually create this product and in the meantime, we'll refund everyone who purchased it and go from there. But if no one buys, then they don't actually bother putting the product into production, right? So there's lots of things that go on behind the scenes that we don't always know or hear about. But the reality is all businesses face this in terms of what we think is going to be successful. And then the difference between in reality, what is successful. And I think the other aspect that I wish I'd known and I didn't realize is that sometimes it's going to take a long time for someone to become a customer or a client. And the perfect example of this is like with my one-on-one nutrition coaching, I will have people work with me and, you know, on our first call together, they're like, oh my gosh, I've followed you for years. I have binged all your podcast episodes. I, you know, love your emails, all these things. And I'm just like, oh, okay. So it's literally taken years of me talking to you, sharing my journey, sharing tips and resources and all of these things in order for you to go, okay, I think I'm ready to invest in this. And I think that is the reality of a lot of things. Yes, you are going to get clients and customers who are, you know, emotional purchasers who buy in the moment. I've had people sign up for coaching that don't work with me. I've had people sign up for coaching that have, you know, followed me for years, bought other things that I've sold, and you're going to get everything across the the board. But the thing is, when it comes to products and services that you're selling for people, in order for them to buy, you generally need to spend a lot of time sharing value. And that means, hey, here's free information, here's free advice, here's free resources, and then you can sell things and then you can offer them things that, you know, are going to be an investment or a cost to them because most people are going to kind of sit on the fence for a bit and go, oh, I don't know, I'm not sure, especially when it comes to higher ticket items, right? People don't normally just invest in themselves, you know, on the whim. It's kind of something they think about and... It does take a little bit of convincing and really reminding them that, yeah, you do know what you're doing and you do have value and you can help them and, you know, bring something to their life that they don't already have. And so when it comes to, you know, building your business, when it comes to creating products or content or, or services, 
an important lesson for many of us can just be that you need to basically fuck perfection. You cannot be perfect and perfection does not guarantee success. You are better off putting something out into the world, sharing it, getting feedback on it, seeing what people feel, than putting together something so perfectly, putting your heart and soul into it in hours and hours, only to find out that no one wants it. And so I know we always get so caught up in the like, but I want it to be perfect. And that's where it's like, yeah, I I do hear that. I, I have that voice in my head as well, but you need to just start the process, right? People go, oh, well, I don't want to do that because I'm like, I'm not really sure. Just do it. Now, if you want to sell something, try. Open a Shopify store, you know, open a Etsy account. You need to experiment. You're not going to know what works until you actually try. And different products are going to be more successful on different platforms and that's okay. So I wanted to get into a couple of the questions that people had. And, you know, one of them was, how do you determine capacity for one-on-one clients? So for my one-on-one nutrition coaching that I'm doing, I have been doing this for over six years now, and it has been quite the experience in terms of figuring out what works for me. And I will also say it really is dependent on, you know, your rates and what you're charging, which is another question, you know, how do you decide on pricing? Had you worked with me you know, six years ago, you would have seen very different pricing than you see today. And the reality is I charge 30 times more, or you know, actually more than that, 30 times more than I did when I started. That's what I'm worth. I know my time, my effort, my expertise, the number of women that I have impacted over the years. And that is what my service is worth. And so did I charge that six years ago? No, because I was building my business. I was you know, building my confidence, I was learning the ropes, and, you know, in a way building my resume. And so the number of people that I worked with back then was as many people as I possibly could. And and at times, I would have up to 25 clients. And I would work seven days a week checking with them all the time and, you know, selling meal plans on the side and doing all this stuff. But the thing is, that's not what I'm doing now. And that's because my business has grown and evolved. My rates have increased. Now I work with max 15 clients at a time, but I generally try to keep it in that like 10 to 12 range because that means I have time for other projects, time for podcasts, time for emails, um, things that I've got going on an actual life, taking care of my health, going to the gym, snowboarding and all the things that I love. And so for me, a big part of my business over the last couple of years has been about focusing on balance. I have done the 70, 80 hour weeks. I have burned myself out. I have, you know, worked until I was sick because I burned the candle at both ends. And that's not the goal. My goal is to be able to enjoy my life, to have some free time for self-care, for family, for friends and travel and all those things. And so I base my business in a way that allows me to have that life, but it has been, you know, it's taken a lot of time to get to this place and to be able to say, Hey, you know what, this is what I charge. These are my rates and to figure out what my flow looks like for client intakes and for coaching. And I think that's a normal part of the process, right? Everyone's going to be different. If you are a full-time business coach, that's going to look very different than if you're selling, you know, a product. So there's nothing wrong with either one. It's just going to look and feel different. And going back to pricing, I know there's a lot of imposter syndrome in what we do. And there's the, oh my gosh, well, like, will someone pay this and do this? And, you know, why would they pick me? 
And I get that. I, I really do hear that. I definitely struggled with this. And there are points in my life when, yeah, I did invest in a business coach and that was so incredibly helpful for me to give me those pep talks, to have me cry on our weekly calls and for me to get out all the feelings and things that I have, because I know we can be so in our head. And yet the thing is, if you like what you do and you are good at what you do, then people will pay for your service. Not everyone necessarily. There's, there's plenty of people, amazing women who I connect with. And they're like, look, that's just not in my budget. And I absolutely respect that. And that's unfortunately sometimes how this goes, right? But part of this journey is going to be figuring out what your pricing looks like for you, how many people you do want to work with, if it's a service that you're providing, or figuring out, you know, how many people you need to sell to in order to make enough revenue to support your life and your lifestyle. And then I want us to jump into another question that someone had, and that is, you know, when business temporarily dips and there's highs and lows, basically, how do you deal with these things and not kind of just freak out about them? And I think the reality is this is going to vary from person to person. Everyone is different in terms of how risk averse they are or how, you know, what their runway is in terms of their savings. I personally... Yes, I can be spendy, but I can also be really great at saving. And so for me, I'm that person that in my bank account, I'm just like, look, anything below this number, like that doesn't, that doesn't actually exist. We're pretending that zero because I always want to have something to fall back on for, I don't even want to say a rainy day, but for a rainy season in business where things are maybe not going as well as they have in the past. And I think that you know, the reality is I have been very lucky that my business has continued to grow each year since I built it. You know, I've been able to offer more things. I've been able to offer courses. Uh, I've increased my rates for coaching. Uh, I have something else in the works coming that I'm very excited about. And it's always about, I think, growing what you're offering and being able to have different opportunities for people to buy from you. I think there's also a lot of value in having products like evergreen products, which are things basically that people can always buy and access and start at any point. So for me, that's Freedom 42. You can purchase that at any point. You can start today. You can start tomorrow. You could start next Tuesday, but it does not rely on me, say, like one-on-one coaching where I have to be that person to meet with you, have a call with you, do an intake, you know, do your weekly check-ins and all that kind of stuff. That's not an evergreen product, right? That's something that really relies on me and my schedule and being able to fit that in. But I think, you know, there's other things you know, like my members area, which is also a great way to have revenue coming in all year. And these are things that I think are worth thinking about, because going back to this idea that we talked about of if you want to replace your revenue or your income, and you want to make $50,000, how are you going to be able to do that? And I do think it is actually very helpful to break things down on that daily or weekly basis and say, okay, like in order for me to make that, like, what do I need to do? And I'm actually not someone who spends any money on Facebook ads or Instagram ads or anything like that. Everything that I do is pure free traffic from either social media or from podcasts or YouTube or anything like that. And so I think that's also a good one to note because I know you can go down that rabbit hole and depending on if you do choose to work with someone or have a business coach, people go, oh yeah, you should definitely spend money on this. And do I think sometimes there's value in that? Absolutely. However, depending on what you're working with and, you know, your financial pot that you're pulling from, that might not necessarily be an option. And I just want to say that I 
I definitely know and acknowledge that. And I can be, you know, a little bit thrifty on certain things because I'm just like, oh, like, I don't know if that's how I want to spend my money. I would rather spend money creating more content and value and having someone, you know, assist me with support emails and have my virtual assistant help me with other things that are actually more important to me. But everyone's going to be very different in what you want to spend your time and resources on. And this is where that's okay. You're allowed to do different things than other people, but it's really trial and error at the end of the day that's going to help you assess what is worth your time and energy, right? And sometimes people go, hey, you know what? The entrepreneurial life is not for me. I do not want to work, you know, 40 hours a week to make $136 a day. Like, it's not worth it. And that's where I'm like, there's nothing wrong with acknowledging that. But I think sometimes people put too much effort into something that, well, they haven't done the math on. And they just go, yeah, I want to do this and it's going to be great and it's going to replace my income. And it's like, it probably could, but like, will it actually? And are you someone who has the personality to withstand the highs and lows of this business or the business that you potentially want to run? Because I can tell you, (laughs) most of us entrepreneurs have spent many a night laying awake, making to-do lists, getting at 2 a.m. Because you're like, maybe I'll just get a head start on the day because I can't sleep and I've my to-do list is only growing while I lay in bed or, you know, excuse yourself to go cry in the shower when things don't work out. And, you know, I've been someone to do even just for my sales funnel for, for one-on-one coaching. When I first started doing sales calls, I would take 40 or 50 calls and I'd have to go through 40 or 50 calls, which was a lot of rejection in order to, you know, get 20 clients. And so that's, you know, not a great feeling. And I know that, right? I know that it's not always easy to do the things that you want to do and to get to where you want to go. And it's going to take some resilience and strength. And I think this is where it can be really helpful to, you know, either have a business coach or have people in your life who are, in a similar space. And I, because of social media, have become friends with a lot of women who run their own businesses uh, who or who have started their own businesses or are like major, super successful hustlers in their nine to five jobs, which I love, right? But I think we are the sum of the people who we surround ourselves with. And it's important to kind of have people in your life with similar experiences and similar goals because it does make a difference. And this journey is not always sunshine and roses and unicorns and like, oh my gosh, look how much money I made. It's a lot of like, I have worked so many hours this week and nothing is working and I am so tired and burnt out and frustrated. And my to-do list is even longer than when I started this week. And what do I do? There is a lot of that, right? I think there's a lot of people online who glorify and make the entrepreneurial life just so glamorous and look, I can work from anywhere in the world. And yeah, like I can do that. And it is wonderful. And I love the life that I have built, but it is not always an easy one. And I think that a big thing that has been really, really helpful for me, which I know is definitely an added benefit is that my husband runs his own business as well. He's been an entrepreneur since I met him at 20, right? So there's a lot of value in me having someone who lives this regularly and also is the voice of reason when I, you know, (laughs) I'm off in the deep end, just floundering, thinking the world is ending. And it's like, Nikki, the world isn't ending. Let's just take a step back. Let's reassess things. Like, it's okay. 
but I know I can't always do that for myself, right? It's like I can do that for lots of other people when it comes to business and work and coaching, but I know it's always not the easiest thing to do for ourselves, which is why I think there is value in having people in your life who you can reach out to for support or just to bounce ideas off of because you know, as great as running your own business is, there's a lot of other challenges that go hand in hand. And I will say, if I'm being completely honest, there are also days where I've been like, man, I would kill for a nine to five. I would absolutely just love to sign out at five o'clock and just be done and not have anything to take home or, or work to do on the weekend or things to repair or content to make or, you know, things to do. And, you know, that's why there's kind of the toss up, right? Like, yeah, I can, take the day off yesterday and go snowboarding and go for a giant dog walk and relax and recover. But there's also going to be a lot of days where you work 12, 13, 14 hour days. And that's just how it goes. So, you know, experimenting with what building your own business can look like is so fun. I love talking business. I love, you know, sharing these things. And I think it is super, super exciting. But I also really like to drive the point that it is not for everyone. And if you choose to go this route and experiment with things, it's also okay for you to at some point go, oh, you know what? I've decided this isn't for me. You know, my threshold is a little bit lower in terms of what I like to do or the the stress levels I like to have in my life. And that's okay too. But if you do decide to go this route or pursue this, also know that there is going to be trial and error. There are going to be things that work great. There are going to be things that absolutely bomb. And that's a normal part of this experience as well. But at the end of the day, you need to love what you're doing. Because if you are mediocrely excited about it now, there's no way you're going to put in lots of time, effort, and energy into building something. You really have to believe in what you're doing. You have to figure out you know, who your ideal client is and what you're going to have to do in order to get there, but you don't have to have it all figured out. Okay. You don't have to worry about when people go, Oh, what's your five-year goal? And I'm like, look, I'm trying to get through, through January. I don't know what my five-year goal is. Do I have goals for the year? Absolutely. Have I broken them down into smaller, more manageable weekly and monthly goals? Absolutely. But you do not need to have this all figured out. You just need to start. And it's only when you start, will you actually be able to see what some of the challenges are, what some of the things that are actually easier than you thought are. And remember, you can Google things, you can go on YouTube, you can find solutions and answers to things. You do not have to have it perfect. You just need to actually begin the process in order to know what is going to work for you, what's going to make you feel good and what's actually going to be sustainable long-term. Anyways. That is a wrap on this podcast, fam. Thank you so much for listening. If you are someone that runs your own business, that is so exciting. Enjoy this process. Enjoy every minute. I know it's not always going to be easy, but you can do this and it can be so worthwhile. Don't forget, you can follow me on Instagram at justget.fit or you can email me for one-on-one nutrition coaching or business coaching at Nikki, N-I-K-K-I at justget.fit. Dot fit. Or if you're looking for worker programs, head to www.justget.fit forward slash stronger.